This episode of the Empowering Her podcast is sponsored by our very own mini course called Women Taking the Lead. Empowered women empower girls, and by stepping into the most elevated version of ourselves, we're able to lead by example and to role model all of the things that we wish for our girls to know, to breathe, and to live. So this course is for anyone who is of influence to young girls, and I believe that's all of us. We have girls watching us, picking up on our cues of what it is to be a woman in this world. They're watching us all day, every day, whether we notice it or not. And so I have a question for you. Are you resisting empowerment? Most most women are. Whether it's through negative self-talk, gossiping about other women, or having a competitive mindset, we are blocking our own empowerment and disempowering ourselves. Can you relate? It's time to up-level your empowerment and take it to the next generation. Join us for Women Taking the Lead at melodypormorati.com slash women taking the lead. Hope to see you on the inside. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today for this really, really important topic. Um, I want us to start raising girls to move beyond this idea of being a good girl. How often did you hear, how often, just think about it, when you were growing up, did you hear from well-meaning adults, be a good girl, be a good girl, be a good girl? And, you know, what did that really mean? I feel like it was never quite defined for us. And so while our parents, our elders, our teachers had great intentions in telling us to be a good girl, I'm not sure that they realized that they were stunting our growth. Now, I ran this experiment and I love to do this. I love to ask our community the questions, right? I think it's really important to hear what you all have to say. So in our Facebook group, which is called The Business of Empowering Girls. If you're not already part of it, this is your invitation to join us. I pose the question, what does it mean to be a good girl? What did it mean for you to be a good girl when you were growing up? And these are the answers you guys gave me. Follow the rules, agree with your elders, don't cause conflict, mask how you truly feel, don't challenge other people's ideas, don't ever disagree with anyone, be likable, be polite at all costs, be seen but do not be heard, be ladylike, learn to be quiet, learn to be pretty, don't speak until you're spoken to. So I don't know, check in with yourself. How does it feel for you when you hear me speak those words? I know for me, it it makes me sad. It makes me sad because I know that each of these ideas and directives play a really important part in who we become and who we don't become, right? Um, And so in essence, when someone tells us to be a good girl, they're telling us to be what we're not, to make other other people feel good, even when we may not be feeling good. We're telling them that what other people want and need is more important than what you need and want for yourself. And we're telling them to follow the rules. And I question you, are boys taught to follow rules or are they taught to redefine the rules, right? Or to undefine the rules or to question the rules and to challenge them. 
So why are we giving different messaging to boys when we're giving girls the message that they must be good? So what do we do as girls and women? We put on mask upon mask upon mask until we literally forget who we are. And I just think this is so damaging to us. Um, And it's such a damaging thing that's being done to our girls. And as with all things, when we know better, we do better. And this is one of those instances where if we can pay a little more attention to what we're saying, and if we're telling our girls to be a good girl, let's define it for them. Let's tell them that a good girl is a powerful girl, right? Instead of a good girl being someone who needs to mute herself, to be somebody that she is not. Um, I remember when I was growing up, there was, uh, you know, my parents would say to me, and this is all like customs that have been passed down, the double, the Persian double kiss, right? So we would walk into a party or a gathering or a family event, and my mom or dad would say, go be a good girl and kiss everyone hello. And you know what? I don't know that I I want my idea of being a good girl being my obligation to kiss everyone hello. And you know, I shouldn't have to kiss everyone hello. So while I completely understand what my parents were doing that I most definitely did to my girls until I started exploring these ideas for myself and decided that's not the message I want to give them, Um, you can tell them to be polite and kind without telling them to do something that might cause them some discomfort. That's just one example from my childhood. What examples can you think of, of times when someone told you to be a good girl and do X, Y, Z, you fill in the blank, and it may not have felt good to you or felt right to you. So, um, Something else to think about when we talk about telling them to be a good girl, the question is, if they don't do what you ask them to do, does that make them a bad girl? Is So the opposite of being a good girl is a bad girl, right? So should we be inviting our girls to identify with being a bad girl because they didn't do what we defined as being good. So all just things to think about. And I think we need to just stop using the labels, right? Instead of saying you're a bad girl versus a good girl um, or, or using the many labels that we use when we're talking to our girls, to our children. Uh, you're stubborn, you're mean, you're grumpy, you're rude, you're sassy, you're bossy, you're a jerk, you're selfish, you're a liar, you're difficult, you're hard, you're a baby, you're a whiner, right? And we say these things and these traits, we're giving our girls like a permanence. We're saying that you are stubborn. That's it. You're stubborn. And when we say something like that, it's something that, um, like I said, is permanent and cannot be transformed or changed. Uh, so we need to stop using those labels, even though in the moment they come so naturally and we say them out loud, we need to stop doing that because it really does shape how our girls see themselves. We are their biggest influences, right? So when we label them as something, they take that to heart and they own that label and they start acting out in ways that correspond and, um, and, and align with the label that we've called them. Okay, so that while we think they're innocent and harmless, these statements, 
uh, we're, we're labeling the child instead of the action. Okay, guys. Um, so let's learn, let's learn that we can label the child's behavior and action and not the child as a whole. Okay. Saying it one more time, label the action, not the child. Okay. Uh, because what happens, what happens? You're basically disempowering, uh, someone by calling them a label. It's so hard to, to make a comeback after you've been labeled something like, again, I can think of my own family. Each of us was labeled as being in a certain way. I was the sensitive one. And while sensitivity is a beautiful thing at the time, it wasn't seen as such a beautiful thing. And I felt like I could never come back from that label. I could never come back from that label and I could never be anything else because I was just sensitive. Okay. Is this making sense? I hope that it is because when we label a child, it becomes a very difficult narrative to change. We've all done it. We've all been labeled and we've all labeled. And so I think we can just really, after listening to this, take a moment and say to ourselves, okay, I totally forgive myself for a... Um, believing the labels that other people called me and reacting in ways to consistently reinforce them. I, c- I will not judge myself for that. I know better now. I can do better now. I can be whoever the heck I want to be. And that label will not define me. So forgive yourself for that. And the next scenario is if you have labeled someone, if you have labeled a child, um, forgive yourself, okay? And this is your gentle nudge and reminder that you don't need to use labels to define anyone. You could say you were acting this way, you're behaving this way, um, but you are not in essence the label that you have been called. All right. Um, And now the last point I just wanted to come in with is that uh, we get to teach girls to be powerful, right? We no longer need to talk about girls being good girls, all right? Uh, we don't have to use that word anymore because it, it's elusive. It's uncomfortable. And as we discussed earlier, based on your comments and what you brought to me, um, the definition of a good girl in your interpretation was never something that you wanted to be defined by. So instead of teaching girls to be good, let's teach them to be powerful. How can we teach them to be powerful? Um, We can encourage them to make wise decisions, right? We can encourage them to understand that they have the power to make those decisions. We have choices in every moment of every day. And so in a loving way, in a loving tone to lead our girls to making their own decisions, to making their own mistakes and making it okay to make mistakes for us to create environments where girls feel okay to fall off course because they know that they can find their way back. And they know that we are providing them with an environment where it's safe. It's safe to fall off path and then to choose again. How else can we teach girls to be powerful? Well, we can teach them to listen to their intuition. Their intuition is that inner voice of knowing. In our workshops, I always teach this to the girls. I say, there's a voice inside of you, whether you've noticed it or not, that's always guiding you. It's guiding you when things feel really good and they feel right, but it's also guiding you when things don't feel right and you feel like they're not meant for you. 
And the more comfortable we get with that intuitive voice, the more we realize that this is actually our best friend who's leading us to what's right for us and keeping us away from what's unsafe and not for us, uh, the more they can turn the volume up on their intuition. So always asking them in the moment, like, what does your intuition tell you? What does your heart tell you? With my own daughters, when they're facing a decision, when, you know, when I have moments of clarity where I'm not that mom who's like, uh, totally like, you should totally do this, right? I should, I should on them. I always say, stop shooting on your kids. Um, instead of diving right in and telling them how it's going to be and what they should do in my better moments as a mom, as more, as my, uh, more elevated version of myself, I'm able to actually step back and say, what's your heart telling you? What feels right to you? And the more we help them develop that intuitive muscle and that intuitive knowing and to trust that intuition, the more we as parents or teachers or guides for these kids can feel like I've done my work. Um, and I can trust, I can trust that they are out there in the world making the right decisions and they are out there in the world living their best life because they've got that strength of intuition with them all the time. And finally, how do we teach girls to be powerful instead of being good? Um, we teach them to be real. We teach them to be real. That is where their PowerPoint is. I know that sometimes as well-meaning adults who just want good, we just want uh, the best for, for our next generation, we can sometimes fall into the trap of comparison and saying, why can't you be more like this person or why can't you be more like that person? Um, but what we really want for them is for them to be the truest, most authentic version of themselves. That is the greatest gift that they can give to themselves and the greatest gift that they can give to the world. And remember, we started this episode off saying about all the way that we, all the ways that we as girls and women want to be good and want to be liked and want to be agreeable. And the truth is what we end up doing is putting on our masks and hiding who we truly are. And so let this be, again, your gentle reminder to encourage, encourage the girls in your life to be real, to be real, whomever that is, to be real. Um, and that's how we raise powerful women. That's how we raise women who live at peace and ease with themselves. And isn't that our greatest wish for our girls? So thank you everyone for tuning in, sending my love, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.